He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. This week, I want to start off with a quote, technically two, from a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I'll tell you a little bit later in the episode of why I'm starting the episode with this quote. Goals are about the results you want to achieve. Systems are about the processes that lead you to those results. You do not rise to the level of your goals, but you fall to the level of your systems. Now, let's jump into the episode. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, let's begin. All right, so welcome back, Slick Talkers. And if you are a new listener, we've received or seen a lot of new listeners join the show. I want to say thank you for tuning in and give you a quick recap of what happened last week. Last week, I covered the episodes from Robin Cragen and Sarah and Annette from Thanks for Visiting. Robin Cragen's the co-founder of Moving Mountains, and we jumped into the heart of hospitality within his vacation rental management company. With Sarah and Annette, we talked about the why behind the business and how systems and guidebooks for your team can help carry through that hospitality. And if you really like that type of conversation, I recommend you go back. But this week, I'm actually going to cover the five things I've learned from my podcast guests over the last four years of being a podcast host. Now, before we dive into this week's clips with this week's guests, I want to announced that we have officially opened up the nominations for the Destination Air Awards happening this October in Miami. If you haven't heard about it, it's the Book Direct show. I partnered up with Damian Sheridan to bring the Destination Air Awards to life. And now if you haven't heard about the Destination Air Awards, then you definitely need to check out the link in the show notes just to double check and make sure you know what's going on. But at the same time, these awards are made to recognize your peers. So if you see anybody in your sphere in your network that you think fits this nomination or this type of service this higher level of hospitality then i highly recommend you go nominate them right now and one more thing before we get started our friends at hostfully have a amazing survey that they do every year creating the industry's hospitality report basically covering all the types of things that are shifting and changing within vacation rentals and overall property management. Last two years, I've been able to be featured as a spotlight expert with many others who I'm sure you've heard either on this show or listened to in your podcast cycle, but this is an amazing report and it all happens based on the survey results from listeners like you, from people like me, and other people in our network. So please check the links in the show notes to fill out that survey, get it sent over this week before they start putting all the data and all the numbers together. And a big shout out to our friends at Hostfully for always being a good supporter of the podcast. Now let's jump in because Mira Lee Carr, who is the founder of Under the Doormat, based out in the UK, she's an amazing founder and a great example of 
what an entrepreneur can really do when they don't limit themselves and invite community to be part of the solution rather than solving everything themselves and getting more burnt out. So here's a clip for lesson number five, which is to not limit yourself as an entrepreneur and also open up the doors to the community to help try to solve a problem that everyone is facing rather than just you. So there are a whole bunch of companies that all came together and said, you know what, our properties would otherwise sit empty. Let's open them up and offer them to NHS workers. These guys are the heroes in, in this whole story. Uh, and a lot of them were afraid of, you know, giving COVID to their family members if they would come back home and all these types of things. So we just said, well, look, let's open this up. We won't charge for the accommodation. They pay a small amount just to cover the cost of cleaning, which also keeps supply chains operating, keeps our cleaners earning a little bit of income. Um, so everybody wins from this. And it was incredible because the government was really impressed that as an industry, we're helping out communities and all these types of things. So in all the conversations we were having about regulation and all this kind of thing, the fact that we were getting really positive PR talking about how we're doing something good uh, was really, really valuable. And of course, you should never do these things because you're looking for a commercial return. But exactly. sometimes you do the right thing and actually some really exciting things come out of it. And the really exciting thing that came out of it is actually trusted stays. So the Short-Term Accommodation Association, the industry body, basically now has come together and we have what's called trusted stays. And that means any company who's accredited in the UK can put their stock on trusted stays and can sell commercially to government and also in the future into corporates. And what's been really interesting is in the NHS Homes program, we said to government, well, look, you're paying hotels to house people. Why would you not pay us? We offer a better product. We're actually offering socially distanced accommodation. If people are going to be staying for two, three months, they don't want to be stuck in a hotel room. And they, at first they're like, yeah, but you're just peer to peer. You have no standards. And we said, well, no, hold on a second. We've got this accreditation. We've built that. The Ministry of Housing, Communities and Local Government endorsed it. We've, we've done all these things. So having done all those things as an industry prior to COVID, it meant that when COVID happened, we had a story. And so... Then what we did was actually build that into a platform. And they said, well, the only way we're going to work with you is if there's one route in. We don't want to work with hundreds of different companies. That's too messy for us. We said, fine, we'll build it. So we built Trusted Stays. And by the end of the summer, we actually had a platform, which meant that all the companies in the industry could offer their inventory to government through one single source. And now, literally today, we've just pressed go on a government RFP for the next two years for all of the transient accommodation for government. To give you an idea, that's 30,000 room nights a wow. year in London alone. And this is an RFP for the whole of the UK. So all of a sudden now, having come together as an industry to do something good in the summer last year, we now have something which means that government is willing to buy stays in our homes. And that's for everybody in the industry who wants to participate. It's not exclusive to my company. It's not exclusive to, to people. Anyone who meets the standards can be a part of it. Of course, the government does require standards, so you have to get accredited in order to do it. But having done that, you can imagine government's the most conservative. It also means we're now in the systems to be able to offer this to corporates as well. 
So I probably don't need to tell you what lesson number four would be from all of my guests. And I'm actually going to give you a bonus one with this. So get ready. Take some notes. So these ideas do take time and it ties into lesson number five, but this time can be sped up through community and in more involvement, right? So I think entrepreneurs, founders, creatives have a really hard time opening up the process to others that are also creative and founders and entrepreneurs. So I think that whole story that kind of went into it was that things do take time, but Marilee Carr explains about Trusted Stays that by summertime, they were able, after they built it, they were able to get everything up and running very quickly. Um, and that's all due to, to numbers. And the bonus one, the bonus takeaway for this would be that if you just do the right thing without expectations, that you would be surprised what can happen. So initially, they just did the right thing. They said, hey, we're accredited. We're going to open up our doors, our homes that are truly safe for safe distancing to these providers that are you know, out on the, the forefronts of this whole pandemic. And no expectation in return. They just wanted to do the right thing keep their teams on, you know, keep their teams on payroll from housekeeping and other things like that with simple cleaning fee payments. That's all that they were requiring. That right there is the right thing to do. And as you can hear from her story, that was more than enough to get the press that they needed in order to pivot and now open up this new avenue of revenue to all these businesses for the industry, not just for under the doormat. So I think Bonus lesson from all my podcast guests would be to do the right thing without expectation, period. So as we're getting to jump into lesson number three and number two, I'm going to introduce you to Daniel Cruz. And if you've never heard of Daniel Cruz, I would be shocked. He's been on the show multiple times. He's a good friend of mine. He is the founder of Wash B&B. And Wash B&B, we titled his episode on Slick Talk, Created by Hosts for Hosts. And there's a reason for that because Daniel himself was a short-term rental operator host. He had a property. He put it on Airbnb. And guess what? He realized that laundry sucks. So what does he do? He goes in and creates a solution called Wash B&B where now I'm super surprised on just the success and the determination that they've had. They are, you know, running the laundry and the turnover services for a lot of these massive companies all over the states at different sizes, different scales, and different locations. So check out Daniel Cruz, Wash B&B. A shout out to you, my friend, if you're listening to this episode. So we're going to jump into his clip really quickly, and then we're going to cover the lessons that I took away from him as a guest on my show in three, two, one. When you need something done, what do you do? You jump on Google, right? So I Googled the Airbnb laundry, um, hotel laundry service, all these uh, different types of search terms to try to find companies that would, you know, be able to take care of this for me. And I kept striking out. I thought I had this really brilliant idea. There's this hotel company that owns a big laundry company that outsources laundry for big hotels. Got them on the phone, told them what I was up to. Um, actually got a tour of their facility, which was like mind blowing the tunnel washers and the big dryers and the um, flat work ironers, which are these big machines that, you know, take a wet sheet and iron it, press it, fold it 
all without using human hands and yeah. like saving a lot of human backs and things like that, which is really cool. And I'm like, oh, cool. This is it. This is <laughs> how do I participate? <laughs> and they said, well, uh, five to 10,000 pounds a week is kind of like the starting. So how many rooms do you have again? Because like 150 rooms is really what we work with. Oh, wow. You go, oh, well, I've got... Um, well, beds, bedrooms, how, like doors. How do you? <laughs> I was like, but maybe I've got five hundred pounds a week on a busy on a busy week. So um, they're like, okay, well, maybe we can try to find some way to work with you. Um, can you bring some samples of your linens? And I did, and I looked at the tags, and they're like, oh yeah, these are microfiber. Just yeah, just it's not going to work with our machines. Uh, these are really low quality. Our machines will just sort of tear them up. And so that was a disappointment. Uh, then I found, you know, local laundromats. I tried wash and fold. Um, I mean, there's wash and fold in Milwaukee for a dollar a pound, which is very, very inexpensive. Uh, but my sheets would come back with weird stains on them, um, clumps of the powdered, you know, cheap powdered detergents they were using in them, like hairs. I'm like, this is also not a very good, uh, very good experience. Um, and then eventually I just found, um, I was introduced to a college student. Um, her name's Kat. She was at uh, Myad Institute of Art and Design uh, in Milwaukee here. And her parents, she grew up in Oregon. Her parents owned um, an Airbnb on the Oregon coast. Uh, she'd worked for Barcasa in Oregon as a housekeeper, uh, worked in another like motel as a housekeeper. Um, so even though she was 20 years old or 19 when I met her, uh, she had significant experience in the industry. She sort of understood hospitality. And so I hired her to do my laundry. She sat in a laundromat a block away every Sunday for eight to 10 hours, washing, drying, and folding uh, all the sheets. She actually really enjoys doing laundry. She's one of the rare people out there, I call it like the one percenter <laughs> in the laundry world yeah. that just really loves <laughs> loves doing laundry. Um, folding is therapeutic for her. Like every, <laughs> once in all you're, every once in a while, you'll run into somebody, or we talk about like laundry sucks, this thing of wash me and be. Um, and they're like, no way, I love doing laundry. I'm like, cool, you should come work for us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Kat like saved the day. She And then she she grew into the role of my Airbnb co-host. She took over for me when I would go on vacation and that was a perfect arrangement because I got my side hustle back, but yeah. I needed somebody else to solve it for me. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if you actually like doing laundry and let's say boots on the ground type operations, I have the solution for you. And guess what? It's either wash B and B for all of those who want to get involved on that boots on the ground type of operations. Or you can check out our friends at Jetstream at jetstreamtech.io or you can just reach out to me. I would love to make a personal introduction. But you get rid of all the hospitality-facing things, such as guest communication, your pricing, your distribution, all that stuff. And you focus on turnover and inventory growth. So go check out Jetstream at jetstreamtech.io and let them know that Will sent you because you will get a killer deal from them. But now going back into the episode on the takeaways from my guests from the podcast, I would say takeaway number three, which may not have been super standout-ish through that clip with Daniel, but entrepreneurship isn't sexy and neither is laundry. Laundry sucks. Entrepreneurship is not easy either. I think we over glorify, especially, you know, tech and all this other stuff that kind of goes into entrepreneurship and founding a company and I might be even guilty of this, to be honest, as a podcast host, you know, we interview a lot of founders throughout the last four years, really. And I think we can over glorify the 
you know, the business and the the success and all this other stuff. But that's why we try to dive into the background of the story. Why did you create this? What was the problem you're trying to solve? How hard was that problem to solve? Have you fully solved it? You know, these are really important questions. And I think just for anyone listening out there that thinks like, man, I am struggling with my business or my entrepreneurship journey has been really a struggle and it's not what everybody shows to be on Instagram and on LinkedIn, then we are right here with you because at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is really hard and is not what everyone thinks it is, especially for those who have big names and they go on to all these podcasts that stream on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and all this content that we consume, it looks so sexy and so glorifying but it's really not. So I just want to say that's lesson number three. Entrepreneurship isn't sexy and neither is laundry. So thank you, Daniel, for letting us know. Lesson number two. Now, this was a big one for me. Throughout Daniel's story, we're hearing him say he went to this big laundry facility. He went to Google. He searched the areas around him. He then went to the other washing locations with cheap detergent that ruined linens and has stains and hairs. And guess what? He just kept trying. So I think for lesson number two, we're going to say try and try again because either your solution or the problem you're trying to solve might not be the exact business you're trying to make. But if you keep going and keep searching, you'll end up finding something that may take you by complete surprise. So that is lesson number two is to try and try again. I know I have started multiple businesses in the past thinking they're going to go one way and ending up not going that way I expected, not working out at all, or turning out to completely something different I've never even thought of, like running a podcast network. I never thought I would own a podcast network with over 50 podcasts in different genres and different niches, all just by starting Slick Talk. Like that was the craziest thing for me. So just keep trying and trying until you find out what works. Before we jump into lesson number one, I want to say Thank you guys so much. I think this is super important to just continue to give you guys shout outs. So I know there's a bunch of you loyal, loyal advocates for the podcast out there that tag me on stuff on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. So I just want to give a big shout out to Carl Travis, who always is sharing not just content from me, but content from the other podcasts within hospitality.fm. I think this is super crucial in community. I love this industry for the fact that we do share each other's content and stories and ideas and mindsets around the industry as a whole. So thank you, Carl Travis, for always being such a great guy to share the love of all of our podcasts. Now, lesson number one, the reason why I played that quote or I read that quote from James Clear on Atomic Habits is because the most important thing I've learned from guests on the show, plus being an entrepreneur myself, is that goals and systems are so important. And our goals are not what make us rise up to the challenge. It's the systems that we put in place to back those goals up. And I know there's a bunch of other cheesy quotes out there that, you know, a dream is nothing unless it's taken action. Once it's taken action, it's become a goal or something like that. And I think it's super important because it's really true. I never knew how to create a system. I knew how to follow systems. It has taken me years to shift into a system creator instead of a system operator, which I still operate, but I've never created systems before. I've given 
You know, I've been given management roles and positions with SOPs and everything put in front of me that I just had to follow. Now, creating these systems and creating a goal that needs to have a system built in place in order for that goal to be achieved has been the hardest thing, but it's the most important thing because when you get a formula down with the right software or the right structure behind you, you can really see yourself excel in your business or in just your career in general. So that has been lesson number one is to really focus on your goals and the systems that power that goal in order to make it an achievement. So that's it. This is this week's episode. And I just want to say thank you again so much. And before we hit the outro, stay tuned after the outro for a quick message about what's to come throughout the next couple of weeks. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. We hope you enjoyed the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week. Okay. Awesome. What a great episode. Thank you guys for giving the great feedback that I've been getting from just this structure. I know we've done a lot of interviews in the past and as much as I love doing them, this has been really fun for me. So thank you for allowing this new structure to really just take its own wings and and fly off. One thing I want to say, if you didn't hear the message before, the episode really started. I want to give you guys the opportunity to really take this time and focus on your nominations for the Destination Air Awards. Destination Air Awards and the Book Direct Show are happening this October 18th and 19th in Miami. So make sure you participate. If you are attending, this award is meant for you to nominate. So go ahead and fill out the form in the show notes and buy your ticket because we're running out fast. And I say that seriously. Damian Sheridan and I did a live where we were going over the structure of the conference and what's going to happen and what to expect and how the awards were going to work. And we kept getting dings for the tickets getting sold, basically. So thank you guys so much for your support. I can't wait to see you in Miami. Check out my LinkedIn newsletter if you haven't already, because my LinkedIn newsletter has tons of updates and you can go ahead and ask your questions or do any type of comments on the show what you want to hear next, who you want to hear from. If you text our personal podcast line, this is not a spam text message number. So go ahead and text our podcast line at 720-807-3367. And we'll give you shout outs throughout the rest of the Slick Talk episodes, as well as our Good Morning Hospitality podcast. If you aren't listening to that every Monday morning with your cup of coffee, then I feel sorry for you because it's such a great show. Just kidding. I don't feel sorry for you. We love you. Thank you for doing all that you do for the industry and for supporting the podcast. And we'll see you all again next week.